Hey guys, it's Carson Prisma, and you are tuned in to the Anomaly Podcast, where it's raw, transparent, and always lit. What's up, what's up, guys? It's Carson Charisma, and you are back for the Anomaly Podcast. Thank you guys so much for holding it out with me, season one and season two. You are super dope. So now we are at season three, episode one. And guys, to be honest, uh, you know, I contemplated not continuing this podcast simply because life is hectic, man. Like, life is so fucking hectic. But you know, I've gotten a lot of great responses. People are like, when is season three coming out? What are you talking about? Who are going to be your guests? All that good shit. And so I appreciate all your support, all your kind words, um, all the feedback, positive and negative that I've gotten. I take it and um, I make adjustments as such. And I really, really appreciate that. Uh, So as always, we're just going to dive right into it. Today, we are talking about rape culture dismantling rape culture to be exact. Um, And, you know, what exactly is rape culture? We're talking about uh, the race uh, issues behind it. We're talking about uh, the status that comes with it and all those good things. So, well, not necessarily good things, (laughs) but you get what I'm saying. So before we dive into that, uh, dismantling rape culture and protecting our women, um, I think it's imperative for us to know what rape culture is, right? And so, Rape culture is pretty much how society views rape, um, the normalizing or trivializing of, of sexual assault and abuse. And let's just be real, right? Um, I'm just going to throw the facts out there and hit you with it. One in three women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. Like, how fucked up is that, right? One in three women. So I want everyone right now, all my listeners, to take a second And think about the three most important women in your life, whether you're a male or female, think about the three most important women in your life. One of them will be a victim of sexual assault in their lifetime. Sexual assault. That is absurd. It's crazy. Um, And it's, it's kind of heartbreaking, actually heartbreaking. Actually, it really is. Um, So let's just talk about rape, right? Like what is rape? Uh, A lot of people don't really understand what rape is. Unless it involves screaming, no, or, you know, external evidence of abuse. And that's not always the case. That's not always the case. Um, So the Department of Justice defines rape as penetration, no matter how slight. Again, I'm going to repeat that. Penetration, no matter how slight, of the vagina or anus with any body part or object without consent. So I'm going to read that one more time. The Department of Justice defines rape as penetration, excuse me, penetration, no matter how slight of the vagina or anus with any body part or object without consent. So think about that. Right. Really think about that. Um, Have you been raped? I promise you one of my listeners right now can say, wow, I have. So that means if a man inserted his fingers in you and you weren't all there, you weren't coherent, you weren't able to consent um, or even, you know, say no that's rape guys. Like that's fucking rape. And so for me, I kind of want to start, uh, with toxic masculinity and don't get me wrong by any means. Uh, men can also be raped. Let's, let's be very clear. Uh, but today I'm talking about my women as, as a, as a womanist, as a feminist, I want to protect my women and and bring awareness to the situation. 
And so I'm going to go into toxic masculinity. And for me, I believe it starts at a young age. I remember being in the hallways uh, of middle school and, and high school. And I remember actually the first time I ever wore a dress to school, uh, this young man, I won't say his name, but I remember him like it was yesterday. Um, and he, I was at my locker and he stuck his hand up my dress and grabbed my butt. And I remember turning around like swinging. I just, I didn't even know who it was. I just turned around swinging and he was halfway down the hallway um, already running, running, right? Like that was a thing, you know, guys used to like smack butts and run away. And um, it still happens to this day. I work with, with youth and, uh, you know, I hear little, you know, things in the hallway, little conversations and, and guys saying, oh, I did this, I did that. And like, it's a big deal. And it's crazy because it starts so young um, and it's almost as if our young men are programmed for this. And if you think about it, growing up, manhood was uh, equated to being sexually active. The more you had sex, the more of a man you were, right? Uh, I mean, be, let's be honest. I lost my virginity uh, to a, a young man who was also a virgin and I dated him through middle school and high school. And uh, uh, in high school, I lost my virginity to him simply because I remember him telling me like, hey, like I really want to do it. All my friends are doing it. And if I lose it, I want to lose it with you. Um, and it was kind of like one of those things where I was like, okay, like, you know, I've been dating him for a while. If I do lose it, I'd rather lose it to him. Um, you know, and it was nothing was ever forced upon me, but it was simply, you know, it was a conversation of he felt pressured to have sex. And so because he felt pressured, he, you know, invited me into the situation. And because I thought that I loved him, I was pressured into the situation. So uh, again, it starts at a very young age. And so if you really think, um, men, my, my men, uh, my male listeners, if you really think about your earliest interactions with, with women, it was simply in the pursuit of sex. If you really, if you really, really think about your earliest interactions, um, as you, as you got older, right. Right. I'm not talking about when you're like five or six. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there are some five and six year olds who uh, are, are out there. Um, and they know a lot more than, than we did at that age, but, uh, your earliest interaction, uh, with women was in the pursuit of sex. Um, and in a sense, women have always been treated like sex objects. I mean, from a very young age, from a very, very young age. Um, if you want to just define um, what rape culture is in a simple way, it's pretty much how us as a society think about rape, how we think about sexual abuse. And uh, it's been prevalent. If you, you, I'm pretty sure you guys watch TV, you see it on social media. Uh, rape culture extends from Hollywood, uh, from Washington, to, to college campuses uh, and literally to our own backyards. I know for a fact, I have friends who have been sexually assaulted and, and it's crazy that uh, this is even a topic, um, but unfortunately it is. And so we're going to just dive a little bit deeper into it. So in aspects of Hollywood, right, you have the Me Too movement uh, who well, that was, was founded in 2006 uh, by uh, Tarana Burke. Uh, then you have the Time's Up, uh, Roberta, Roberta, Berta, excuse me, Roberta Kaplan, if I can fucking speak. Roberta Kaplan, um, she started the Time's Up movement, and it's pretty much like a legal defense fund. Um, I think, you know, in 2018 of October, they raised $22 million for sexual violence victims uh, in order to, you know, take these men and women, whoever, you know, whomever was uh, the, the perpetrator, and to take them to court and, and find justice for these victims. But what's crazy about it 
is only five out of a thousand perpetrators will ever end up in prison. Yet every 92 seconds, a woman in America is raped. And let's not forget the definition. Penetration, no matter how slight of the vagina or anus, with any body part or object without consent. That happens every 92 seconds. These numbers are fucking absurd. So for the people and the critics who tell me that rape culture isn't a thing and it doesn't exist, it does. And I'll be real with you, it exists simply because we don't believe that it exists. It exists. It's a real fucking thing. Um, I, I sat down and you know watched the surviving R. Kelly, which I'm sure many of you did. Um, and I was appalled. I was really appalled and it broke my heart and I had to like pause watching it. I didn't finish it in the time that, you know, everyone else finished it. I had to wait because, um, number one, it brought back some traumatizing things for me. Um, and number two, it was just like, what the fuck? Like, number one, where the fuck are these parents? Like, I don't have any kids, but I know damn well, like my kid's not going to be skipping school to go to a R. Kelly trial and meet R. Kelly and be hanging out with him. I'm not going to introduce my child to a man who has been accused of sexual assault. Like, like my thing is this, right? Like a lot of the parents were like, well, he was accused, he was acquitted. So we didn't think it was a problem. If you're accused of anything, you're too close into proximity for it. Right? Like no one is just going to come knock on my door right now. And, and the police aren't going to come knock on my door right now and be like, yo, you robbed a lady yesterday. So we're just going to lock you up and throw you away. Right? I have to be somewhere in proximity to that crime. I have to know somebody associated with it. Like nothing just pops out of the blue, right? Like he had to be doing something to, um, for these, for these allegations to be placed upon him. Right. And so for me as a, as not a mother, but as an aunt, right. I, I would, I would not allow, um, such, um, actions to transpire. I'm not like, I don't give a fuck if you want to be a, a singer, we'll find somebody else. Right. Like, fuck that. Like we'll find somebody else. Um, who can help you with your singing career. Um, and then you have, you know, Harvey Weinstein's, Bill Cosby, you have Russell Simmons, you have uh, Kevin Spacey. Um, I mean, all of these men um, have been accused, right, in Hollywood of, of uh, these lewd and crude acts. And it doesn't just stop there. Then you move on to Washington, right, where we have these political figures. Um, our very own fucking president, guys, you know, he's like, yeah, you just grab him by the pussy, right? Like we're fucking objects. Again, treating women as sex objects, sexual objects, and we that we serve no other purpose. Um, and then you have Ray Moore, right? Uh, the, the senator in Alabama. Um, and, you know, he at 32 years old had a sexual encounter with a 14 year old girl. You have Brett Kavanaugh, uh, who, you know, was charged of sexual misconduct. And, and the list, again, continues to go on. Um, as far as colleges, we have this happening on campus universities all the time. And 90% of the victims know their attacker. Um, you have Brock Turner. Brock Turner is that, this is a fucking, like, it's not comical, but it's comical in a sense, right? Like it's fucking ridiculous. So if you don't know, Brock Turner was a swimmer at Stafford. Um, he, I guess was at a party. I don't know exactly what transpired, but he ended up behind a dumpster with a young woman who was unconscious on top of her penetrating her. Uh, luckily, there were some, uh, you know, nearby passers. I don't know if they were walking, jogging. I don't know what they were doing, but they were walking by, saw this incident occurring um, and put a stop to it. So kudos to them. Uh, there are some heroes out there, real life uh, human being heroes, uh, put a stop to it. And what's crazy is this guy went to trial. He was 
uh, you know, quote unquote prosecuted and only got a six month sentence. He only got a six month sentence. And what's really fucking hysterical is he only served three months out of the six. Fucking insane, right? Like literally insane. He should be under the jail. Yet uh, the judge deemed that prison would be too hard on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. And then you have um, other athletes like Corey Beatty. Um, Corey Beatty uh, was sentenced to 15 years. Um, He was a football player at Vanderbilt. Um, Pretty much did the same thing as Brock Turner. Uh, And he was sentenced to 15 years, raped a woman who was unconscious. I think they video, uh, they recorded it. Uh, Again, the, the use of technology, it's crazy. Why would you do it in the first place, let alone fucking record it? Idiots. Again, deserves to be put under the jail. Um, he got 15 years. And again, on college campuses, 90% of the victims know their attacker. And it's just so absurd to me that we don't think rape culture is a real thing. Um, it very much is a real thing. Um, and I want to be to be clear. Um, when it comes to rape and rape culture, um, we as a society have to stop putting the blame on the victims. Um, I get very angry when I see, when I see that, uh, there was an incident and I'm not sure exactly the incident. So, um, please do your research as always. Anything I say, guys, always do your own research. But, um, there was an incident where a judge told a young woman, she should have held her knees tighter together. Um, it's kind of weird how we, we literally kind of just always put the blame on them. Uh, and what's really absurd is that it doesn't, it doesn't just happen in America. Rape culture is a worldwide thing. Um, I want to talk to you guys and, and it's really, uh, disturbing. Uh, so bear with me, but in India, um, there is this like rule. I'm not sure if it's law. Uh, but there is this kind of uh, social construct, just this rule that they have come up with that if a woman is out too late in the streets, then it's okay to rape her. Um, and not necessarily that it's okay, but hey, she was out late, whatever, right? And so um, there was this woman, um, her name was Joyti. Uh, Joyti, um, and I can't pronounce her last name, but uh, she uh, was a woman who was out with a, a male companion. They had went to see a movie. This is in 2012, I believe, in December of 2012. And uh, they were out. It was around 930 at night and they were out. They had just went to see Life of Pi at the movie theater. And they see a bus come up and they're thinking, hey, this is public transportation. So they get on this bus. The bus detours from the route that it was initially on. And the male companion says, hey, like, you know, you guys are going the wrong way. I think we should, we should get off here. You know, being, being a man in the situation saying, Hey, you know, I don't think this is safe anymore. Um, me and my friend are going to depart. Uh, but they, that didn't happen. Uh, these men who were on the bus, knocked the male companion out, knocked him out, um, unconscious, and then drug Joy T back to the back of the bus and repeatedly raped her, repeatedly raped her, um, stuck a L-shaped iron, uh, rod, um, penetrated her with an L-shaped iron rod uh, to the point where uh, her intestines were now outside of her body. Um, when this went to trial, um, it caused uproar everywhere. When this went to trial, um, the prosecutor, not the, excuse me, not the prosecutor, the defense attorney had the nerve to say, well, she was out past 930. She was out. 
let me tell you something. Um, as a woman, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I can wear whatever the fuck I want to wear. Me wearing this dress does not mean yes. I can flirt. I can kiss. I can do whatever I want to. But when I say no, that means no. Like, let's be clear. When I say no, that means no. There's nothing else to be talked about. There's nothing else to be discussed. I do not want this. Um, And I think it's important that uh, we teach our young men not to rape instead of trying to teach our young women not to be raped. It shouldn't be, oh, you shouldn't go out past 930 or you shouldn't walk outside to your car late at night. Right. It should be, hey, this is a fucking human being. Do not touch her. You're not entitled to her body or any parts of her for that matter. Um, and I, I want to be clear. And I, I said this in a post and I'm pretty sure you guys you guys saw it um, if you follow me. But um, R. Kelly is not shit like he's not shit. He did it. And what's crazy and he's continuing to do it. You I mean, if you saw the interview with uh, Gail King. Um, he literally was like, oh, I'm fighting for my fucking life. Oh, like, what the fuck? Like, fuck you, dude. Like, stop trying to play the victim. You know what you've been doing over the course of a decade. Um, I don't blame just solely him. I blame, you know, his, the parents as well. And, uh, the women, uh, who, uh, and the people, the women and men around him who allowed, uh, these things to continue to occur, his quote unquote team. Um, I, I blame all of these people, but R. Kelly's not shit. Bill Cosby, guys, let's be real. Bill Cosby did that shit. He did it. Like, he was drugging hoes, and he was like, yo, like, uh, let me get down with the get down. Like, yes, he was drugging women. He was. He was drugging them, and he was raping them. Um, And I think a lot of people don't believe in rape culture and don't want to uh, admit that it's a problem simply because a lot of you have probably had encounters that are questionable. I know for a fact that uh, there's been some encounters that are questionable. I remember being 14, um, and I'm just going to get really transparent here. I remember being 14. I was at a friend's house, and I got really intoxicated. And again, I was 14. I was not anywhere like around the legal age to be drinking, 14, trying to be fast. And, um, And there were some guys over there, and you know, one thing led to another. And I remember laying in the bed, I was saying, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to go lay down. I went and laid down and a guy who I thought was my friend came into the room. Um, he kind of tried to start kissing me and I was so intoxicated that I just remember being like, no, no. And just everything being really fuzzy. Um, and I remember him kind of standing over me. And as soon as he stood over me, he was like, uh, do you want to do this? I remember him saying, do you want to do this? And I could not uh, articulate. I could not enunciate. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't say no, but I couldn't say yes either. Um, And as soon as that happened, a friend opened the door and she's like, what are y'all doing? And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. Um, I didn't think anything of it. Right. I I knew I was drunk. Shouldn't shouldn't have been. Nothing happened. Um, He did kiss me and that was unwanted. Um, But. It was the simple fact of now that I'm older, I think what could have happened. Um, I think that that toxic masculinity, again, that started at such a young age for a lot of our men out there, um, that was happening. That that rape culture, in a sense, at that point in time, 
has happened. Um, I talk to friends and I, I, they divulge information to me and I'm like, guys, like, that's really, really absurd. I remember talking to a friend um, and she was telling me how a boyfriend of hers at the time uh, penetrated her and it was unwanted. Um, and, and after the fact, uh, he acted like everything was okay. And so it's not just people that are random on the street. Um, it's, it's actually people that, you know, that you know, and that you love and that you trust who, who are hurting you. Um, and so I think it's so important to literally teach your, teach your, teach your children, teach your son, um, that you're not entitled. You're not entitled to anyone's body. Um, and, and it's important that women are, are equal. Um, it's funny, you know, you know, rape culture even exists all the way from jokes, right? The jokes we tell to, um, the, uh, the, the, I'm not sure the word for it, but you know, the, the, the way we, uh, degrade women who are sexually promiscuous, that's rape culture. Right. And if you, if you look at that, you have Amber Rose's slow walk, right? I personally don't necessarily a hundred percent, uh, say, you know, I would join the slut walk or anything like that, but I get where she's coming from. You know, people say, oh, Amber Rose with a different guy every week, but guess what? That's, that's her prerogative and she can do whatever she wants to do. Men do it. Men do it all the time. So why as women are we not allowed to be, uh, you know, explore sexually or be sexually, um, active with whomever we, we choose and when we don't choose, we can say no, right, without it being uh, an issue. Um, and so I think that it's important, again, for us to realize, like, shit's, shit's not always sweet. Shit's not sweet. And so when I'm, I'm thinking about these things and I'm thinking about what can I do um, as a person, as, as a person uh, in society who believes in empowering women, uh, who believes in standing up for what we believe in, uh, what can I personally do to end rape culture, to dismantle this, this culture and the way we think as a society about race, right? So I think the first thing we have to do is name real problems. Violent masculinity and victim blaming. These are really the cornerstones of rape culture and they go hand in hand, right? Um, when an instance of sexual assault makes the news, the first question the media asks is, is what uh, was the victim's sobriety? What clothes did did she have on? What was uh, her sexuality? Um, and instead, I think we should be able to to ask uh, what messages uh, did the perpetrator receive over their lifetime about rape, right? About being a man, right? Um, it's not the the question isn't you know what she was doing, wearing, or saying when she was raped. The question is what made him think that this was acceptable. Right. What made him think that it was OK to sexually assault this woman? It's a persuasive problem and it can't be solved by analyzing an individual situation. Right. Like we need to look over the span in the course of years about what we're teaching our young men. I shouldn't have to wear jeans. Right. I shouldn't have to wear a sweater down to my ankles and not show my skin and not show my body. Right for you to know that it's not acceptable to touch me. There was, uh, I was on Facebook and it was uh, crazy because, and I think this is what prompted me uh, to do this podcast. There was a, um, a Facebook 
uh, video and it was an ad about uh, protective underwear. There were literally these protective underwear that women can buy that will prevent them from being raped. You can't pull them down unless there's a certain way. Almost like, what are those things called? I'm not sure what they're called. It's not a girdle, but um, you know the things like back in the time where they would lock women up, they would put like these big panties on them and you literally couldn't get out of it without a lock and key. Um, it literally looks like that. And it's crazy that we're, we're still like, that those are being sold. Like it was sad to me. It wasn't like a cool thing. Like that's really fucking sad. Um, I also think we need to reexamine and reimagine masculinity. Um, it's mass violent. Masculinity is the root cause of violence against women. Um, and I think it's important to ask is masculinity inherently violent, right? Um, and how can you be a man and be masculine without being violent? Right. Um, I think it's important to, uh, understand that rape, is not normal it, it, or it's, or natural. It's not a natural masculine urge. It's not, it's not a natural thing. Like you seriously need fucking help if, if that is uh, the way you want to go about things. And I don't even think it's about sex. I think it's about power. Um, I think that we have to speak up for what we really want. Um, I think because there is so much victim blaming um, we, that relies on, you know, these outdated ideas about women and men's sexuality. And I think it's important to take the time to figure out what you actually want, uh, from sex for yourself and learning how to speak up about it. Um, and, and to inspire others to follow suit. It is okay to say, this is what I want from sex. This is, this is what I need. This is what I don't want. Right. Um, so, and for me, that's more of when not, I don't even think it's more of when you're in a relationship, it's just across the board. If you don't want sex, you don't want sex. But that doesn't mean you have to cover up. It doesn't mean um, that you can't, you know, flirt or, you know, send flirtatious text, whatever it may be. Right. Um, I think it's important to know what you want from sex and really speak up for what you want. Um, I think media it has plays a part. So like everything else we consume, it's a product. Right. Uh, someone imagined it. They created it and then they implemented it. And so um I think it's important to ask the right questions. Who creates this media uh, that profits from the objectifying of women? Um, and, and, you know, you may not like it, but especially women of color. Uh, you know, with the whole R. Kelly situation, it was a lot of, you know, hey, like we're not protecting our black girls. Right. Um, I, I looked at the study and African women, African-American women are, you know, three times, I think it was three or four times more likely not to be believed um, when they uh, had reported a sexual assault. Um, so I think it's important to feed your mind and your heart with media that portrays women as full human beings. So from the music we listen to, to the movies we watch, uh, to what we post on social media, um, I think it's important to, to really, uh, shed women in a positive light. And I do think we are transitioning to that. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, and, and I hope it, it remains, but even though it's, becoming more prevalent, this, this positive image of, of women and this positive body image that, that women are, are presenting saying my body is my own and, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, I think it needs to, to continue. It needs to continue. Um, and again, globalize your awareness, awareness of rape culture in the UK, 1600 adult women are attacked, um, every week and only 15% of those who are raped or sexually assaulted report the incident. And again, if you ask, why don't women report sooner or, or why don't they say it? Well, we're scared. We're shamed. We're slut shamed. It's what did you wear? What did you have on? How drunk were you? And only five of those uh, a thousand perpetrators 
will end up in prison. So it's almost like, what, what's the point? I'm going to be put, put on trial, not the person who, who did this to me. And so finally, guys, I really think we have to lobby in our own communities. Uh, you know, rape culture thrives in this passive acceptance of, of downgrading females. Uh, we do the victim blaming, you know, and there's hypermasculinity within our communities, both physical and digital. Uh, we see it all the time. I think we have to lobby uh, at colleges, right? If I have my college uh, listeners on here, lobby at your college, you know, for more safe spaces to discuss sexual assault on campus. Um, in colleges alone, on college campuses alone, one in five women are assaulted during their college years. But they're, but a lot of these colleges don't have, you know, competent systems for reporting these incidences and punishing the perpetrators. Um, and so I really think it's important to say, this is what we need to do, right? We need to lobby, we need to be strong, and we need to stand together. Men, it's okay. You can be a womanist. You can be a feminist, right? You can stand for your, your fellow uh, women. Uh, because, hey, you had to come from somewhere. And when I tell you to remember where you come from, I rem I'm telling you to remember that you came from a woman, right? That's your mom. That's your sister. That's your cousin. That's your niece. That's your daughter. Um, and, and women, I encourage you to tell your story. Tell your story um, because you never know who you're helping. I know it's scary. Um, I know it is, um, it is, you know, it, uh, it's a scary thing. It's, it's scary. It's, um, am I going to be judged? Um, am I going to be again, victim blamed? Um, but there is strength within that vulnerability of really coming out and saying, this is what happened to me with really coming out and saying me too, right? Me too. Time is up. Um, so those are just some solutions and some ways that we can really move past uh, this rape culture. Uh, again, like I said, um, let's be real. You know, R. Kelly's not shit. Bill Cosby did it. Um, and some of you who are listening to this podcast right now have had encounters that are questionable, male or female. Uh, men, this isn't a bashing, 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 excuse me, if I can speak, this isn't a bashing session. Um, we, we understand that, you know, there are, you guys get unwanted advances as well. Um, and I encourage you to speak up and tell your story. Um, and don't do it out of spite. You know, uh, I, I saw something that says, um, him too, right? Like, and it was something crazy, right? Like, don't make fun of it. Don't make light of it because there are really women and men who are going through this situation. Um, I encourage you, uh, my, my men who have sons, uh, teach them the right ways, teach them to be respectful, teach them that that young woman is the same as their mother, their sister, their grandmother. Um, and, and I think that will shed a whole nother light. Again, it starts at a very young age and it's what we instill in our children. Um, I think that it's imperative to know that this is not something that um, is going to go away overnight, right? A Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, and we can't look for some magical saver to come save us from rape culture. It is what it is. There are double standards in the world, um, but we have to do our part. So I, I challenge each and every one of you to the things that I, that I just listed, things that I said, uh, I challenge you to be better uh, for yourselves and for, for the next generation. Um, I didn't really get into, uh, the, the racial aspect of it as much. Um, but there is a racial aspect guys. Um, if you, if you think about it, uh, you know, and, and when I say racial aspect, we, a lot of people were like, why are they doing Bill Cosby like that? It's cause he's a black man. Why are they doing our Kelly like that? It's cause he's a black man. They didn't do There wasn't surviving Harvey Weinstein. There wasn't surviving, you know, Kevin Spacey or whatever. You know what? At the end of the day, as much as race does play a role, 
Um, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I, I am very much for my, my beautiful black men, my beautiful black queens, because I am one. However, um, it doesn't matter. When it comes down to it at the end of the day, we're human beings. And um, whether you're a, a black man, a white man, a purple man, an orange man, Trump, <laughs> a green man, it doesn't matter. Um, you are not entitled to anyone's uh, person uh, and, and they are not entitled to you. Uh, so whether it was surviving R. Kelly, whether it was the Neverland with Michael Jackson, uh, whether they, you know, persecuted and, and pro- or prosecuted uh, Bill Cosby and put him in jail at 80 something years old. I don't give a fuck. If you did it, you did it. And you you need to you need to serve your time. Um, and at the end of the day, it'll never take away what you did and the trauma you have put in the hearts and minds of those young women. Um, so, like I said, I was going to touch on the race, uh, race aspect. Uh, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we need to protect our women. We need to protect ourselves and we need to protect each other. Um, I'm out of here, guys. It's been great. I love you. Uh, again, please do not forget to tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend, okay, about the Anomaly Podcast. Season three, we out here. Episode one is lit. I love you guys. Be sure to follow my personal page at Carson Charisma. That's K-A-R-S-O-N. Charisma, K-A-R-I-S-M-A. The Anomaly Podcast is at theanomaly.podcast. Every Sunday, 10 a.m. Next Sunday, we're back at it. I love you guys. Be good. Love yourselves. Love each other.